0: Welcome to Climbing the Pockets Mock Draft Mondays. Who will the Vikings pick and who's your favorite choice? Hey everybody, it's Dave here and we're doing a second to last Mock Draft Monday. And joining me tonight, the one and only Deshaun Vaughn, right above me. How you doing, Deshaun? (coughs) I'm good. I'm glad to be
1: back. Uh, got some new information. Got some uh, some new people that I like. I'm ready to share with everybody.
0: And our draft expert extraordinaire, a little bit in love with the Sooners out of Oklahoma. All the way up there on the top, we have Mr. Ryan. How you doing, Ryan?
2: Doing well. Thanks. Uh, Excited to uh, get through this next mock draft. Hopefully Deshaun and I can do a little better than we did last week. I <laughs> think uh, the last uh, BPA was not the, the route we should be going, uh, no. at least based on what was available last week. So hopefully uh, this will make our, our viewers a little happier than last week.
0: First off, I want to say hi to Jerome, who's joined us tonight, and he probably agrees, let's not go the BPA route. Tonight, though, we will go with the route of Getting in Rick Spielman's head. How do we think Rick, and in conjunction with Mike Zimmer, are going to do this draft realistically? Right? Yes, we all joke about Rick wanting to trade down to own half the seventh round. But (laughs) we're not interested in that. We're only interested in the top four rounds. So, let's... Get ready and get going. How you doing, Raymond? Now, we're going to pick the Vikings. If I can see my screen. We're going to hit next. Drop the four rounds. Boom. And Let's start this draft. Boom. And the first one off the board, Trevor Lawrence. What a shock. They did have Justin Fields going third, however. That's interesting. Yep, four, four QBs in the top four, man. That is insane. Trey Lance, fourth. Oh, and here we are. And our pick, and we have some. I need to move my microphone. It's blocking my screen. We have some right. trade offers. Okay. The Jaguars
2: are offering us two fourth-round picks this year, and the seventh is are all they asking for is our first here. Yeah. All right.
0: To drop down to 11 spots. All right. Here we got the Steelers offering a second, a fourth, and a first next year. I think we're in a
2: position where we need to somewhat win now right. um, and make impacts yeah. now. I don't think that I can see us taking that deal in if I'm Rick, right? Right. right.
0: All right. Here we go. We've got the Cardiac Cards offering their first drop down two spots and a fifth. Uh, I don't so think I this, like
1: any of these. I don't
2: really see the value. I think the the most attractive uh, trade down would be the, the Jaguars just because you're getting two um, early day three picks, right? Um, two fourth rounders yeah. that you can hopefully package up and maybe move into the second later. But you are dropping – um, what I think nine spots, so um, that that's pretty hefty. Is it 11? Yeah, it's 11. Oh, yes. no. the yeah. yeah so 11 spots. That's a pretty hefty drop down. I, I say we keep our pick. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that one.
0: yeah. okay. Yeah. Here we go. Who do we have on the board? We have Devontae Smith, Micah Parkins, Mac Jones. We got a quarterback. Isn't there any one of these teams like, say, even the Patriots? The yeah, up and get so. Met? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Um, I can
2: see like the red, or, sorry, the Washington football team um, uh, trying to trade up, uh, maybe for Mac Jones um, or um, or securing an offensive lineman too. Um, there's not obviously there's um, Elijah barrett Tucker left. There's mm-hmm. Tevin Jenkins left. Um, those are I think the two top guys on the board um, for that. You know, looking at what's available to us and what. Um, what, you know, has our recently gone, I, you know, I think we would have interest in Christian Derrissaw. Um, I think, you know, we don't have that, you know, tackle, um, you know, that both tackles secure yet. Um, and and I think we'd be interested. No, I'm saying, so, you know, Derrissaw is already gone. Um, you know, Patrick Sertan's gone, you know, Slater's gone and, and even Jalen Phillips, which I think we'll probably have interest. Um, you know, they're all gone. So, Taking a look here, I think a trade down would be most attractive just given the fact that somebody would probably want to trade up for Devonta Smith and or Mac Jones, but um, we would then have to initiate that. So. Right. Which is something we haven't done on Mock Draft
0: Mondays, yeah. I don't think. Well, let's – oh, we, It's always time for some new things, right? Right. Now, who do we want to initiate with? Say we want to go down. we got to go down probably – What, 22, 23, 24, 25, or below to get the second-round pick?
2: Yeah, let's check. Yes. Holtz
1: would be done for that or something. Okay. I think they're 21. So when I'm running through these, what I like to do – so I think the Steelers would have some kind of interest in Mac Jones with Ben Roethlisberger getting up there.
0: Yeah, let's try that. So
1: they could be be a prime candidate, but also – the Redskins at 19, if you can get a third round pick out of them and not have to move all the way back to 24, I think you still have enough picks to package something to move into the second round while still getting a top 20
0: prospect. For sure. Well, here, let's go with let's see if they'll swap and give us their second on top of that send offer. They may not.
1: Hey, 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 look at that. Oh, yeah, hey, how would you
0: look at that? <laughs> oh, let me kill that. All right. Cool.
2: Okay, so let's see who they moved up for. Elijah Barrett Tucker. <laughs>
0: okay. The bill's offering a one, a five, and a five for our one to move back five spots from <laughs> six from spots. six spots six bucks yeah And we got the Broncos yeah. no
2: I think I like to see what's available I didn't see all the players that went I saw Rashad Bateman just went which I thought would be an interesting option here um, um Kevin Jenkins yeah. is gone
1: Oh, man. What do you see in here that intrigues you? So right off the bat, I think Kuipe is kind of like the best value here. What what was that pick-to-pick? The Steelers had the 52nd pick in the it's second round? Somewhere the or
0: 55, somewhere in there. So
1: I still think there will be a tackle left or an interior player lefts on the offensive side that we can get at fifty two. So I will I would go edge here. So I think it's a matter of do you take the ultra athletic Owe who's super raw or do you take Quiddy Pay who's one of the power player and can move inside. Uh pay and I've seen some people compare Quiddy Pay to Everson Griffin. Right. So I think in this case, getting Quiddy Pay at 24 would be large value. He comes in, competes with Weatherly right away, maybe even split time right away, gets some snaps inside with our two nose tackles <laughs> and, uh, and thrive. So, <laughs> I think I like that pick. Quiddy Pay at 24. You agree, Ryan?
2: Yeah, I like the pick. I think there's enough value there in the second round that we can get an offensive lineman that could be a contributor. I know Alex Leatherwood who we see here at, like, I think 31 overall on the um,
0: draft. Uh-huh, or Cosme.
2: Um, um, you know, Leatherwood is somebody that's, I think, kind of, it's, it's interesting. I really liked him, actually, in last year, you know, when he considered uh, coming out last year. And he decided to stay in school, and then he kind of dipped a little bit. But the athletic ability and the, um, you, know, you know, his power is, is, is evident in, in his game and you know he i think he had some sloppy reps this year again uh from what i heard he's bad he was battling through a little bit of an injury this year i'm not sure if that's accurate or not but again just something i read um so it's interesting to see him here because i last year i think he was considered like a top 15 pick (laughs) so um so he's an interesting one that's actually now re-rising back up draft boards now with his athletic scoring that came through but um Overall I think there's gonna be enough uh, offensive tackle or interior offensive alignment um, available in that second round where Quiddy pay makes a lot of sense here.
0: Done. Quiddy pay. Great value at twenty four. All right.
2: Another interesting name there would have been Taylor Fairley, just given the fact that he, you know, was considered a top ten, top twelve okay. pick before that back injury. Um, so interesting, you know. Yeah. To see how far he actually
0: slides. This is interesting.
2: So, moving up, we get their second and a four, but we trade our
0: second. A third and a sixth. For 20 spots. That's not, oh,
1: that's not horrible. But uh, that's, that's not a terrible deal because you're getting the tackle you want. If we wait, a couple tackles are gonna come off the board. But if you sacrifice a third pick, you get the guy that you want.
2: That is true. I mean you go get the you, you go get the your guy that you want. I mean I, I I don't hate the idea. I you know, and again you're basically giving up a six round pick for that. I mean that's not a bad deal. Um giving up one of the thirds. i just trying to think of like what Rick would do, right? Considering right. that's what we're trying to – that practice we're doing here today, right?
1: Um, yeah, okay. I think the last last time Rick traded up in the second round was to get Dalvin Cook, I think. He moved up a few spots right. to get well, Dalvin. And,
0: and, and second round is golden for Rick. Whether it be Dalvin or McKenzie Alexander, all of his second rounders have worked out. So let's take the trade, see what happens. We're on the board. Now we have Cosme, Eichenberg, Randudens.
1: So Radons, that's that's one of my guys. I like Radons. I like what he did at the uh, the senior bowl. I believe it was where he came in playing left tackle, transitioned to left guard, and there was no drop in play. And I think that is something the Vikings will value heavily, especially in a year like this when you're going into next year. They'll have three guys on the roster that can play tackle next season and two guys that can play guard. So it kind of gives you that flexibility for the future, and it gives you an immediate plug-and-play guy.
0: What about Cosme or Eichenberg?
1: So Cosme I don't see playing tackle – Eichenberg. I haven't done too much on Eichenberg, but I think he's more, he probably could play guard. I think he's one of the guys that are uh, a little less athletic and a little bigger and has more of a reach, I believe. But if if I was to go with a guy, I would go to guy I did the most work on, and I think Radon's. And I think his he has that really good flexibility where I'd be comfortable playing him at either spot day one.
0: Tadisca says Eichenberg. <laughs> how about you ryan
2: yeah i I like eichenberg
0: um
2: i mean that i I, my pick would be dylan radens here or actually i probably would honestly would go creed humphrey but um i I like dylan radens if we're looking for that that tackle uh, guard flexibility there i think he provides that you can try him out at tackle he's athletic um and he um, has you know a good anchor. I, I think he needs to work a little bit on his footwork and some hand placement. But uh, overall, I think with hopefully some good coaching, which again seems to be spotty here, um, he he is um, he's a guy that I think you can you can take and develop, and he can turn into again like a Brian O'Neill uh, type of guy. With Eichenberg, he's a more of like a plug plug and play guy, um, but he's I think he's purely attack. Um, he's probably better. He's not as athletic as uh, like Raiden's or Cosme, um, but he, like I said, he, he's going to be more of that stalwart left tackle that you're looking for to kind of franchise type left tackle. The uh-huh. limit with him is his his athletic upsides limited. So that likely limits his potential, you know, long-term. So he's going to probably be a steady um, contributor, an average um, left tackle or right tackle. NFL, which isn't a bad thing. It's better than what we have now, um, but I, I don't see him ascending to being like a, a top tier guy. Where I think like Raidens has the ability to, um, and if not, I think he could really excel at guard, which would be nice. Um, based on my offensive lineman rankings that I have, the highest ranked offensive lineman I saw that's available here would be Creed Humphrey. I have him as my interior offensive lineman two. Um, behind Rashawn Slater. So, um, and where he limits in this situation is he's a center that could play guard. And again, I think I've talked about this in a previous mock draft Monday that I think our center spot is not secure. I don't know if that's what Rick thinks. Obviously, they spent a the first round pick on him a couple of years ago. So, um, so bradbury he's going to be given at least one more chance right. where i like humphrey is he can go and play left guard for you for a year and if bradbury doesn't work out you have your set, starting center which is more important than a left or right guard on roster with him so that's my only i guess like argument that I would say for humphrey in this situation but i think if we're rick spielman here we're probably going to own Radens,
0: it is and we're all yeah, ready. I don't
1: think the Vikings have like a solidified plan at offensive line as of right now, which is kind of an issue. So having those guys that have that flexibility, just kind of gives them a tad bit more to work with.
0: Right. And I agree with you. I think they're, well, we got four guys listed as tackles on the roster. Let's see which one wins the spot. <laughs> right. And we have a trade offer from the Jaguars, offering their number sixty-five pick for our ninety and one nineteen. Move up twenty-five.
1: Uh, I, I don't see. I'm going see. It. I'm not sure. if Fielding would move up anymore. You know, he loves his fourth. Right. His fourth rounders. So I think once you get that that kind of that tackle guard guy, and they get their edge people, they're gonna look a little bit towards. Uh, Getting some death, especially on the offensive side of the ball.
0: No, well, I didn't want to counter offer. Let's see. Previous. No. Hide. <laughs> there we go. Players available. Wait a minute. Draft paused. Resume draft. <laughs> Watching players fly off the board. All right, here we are at ninety. Jets one oh seven. No, I'm declining this. I saw somebody on the board. I want. (laughs) Who do I want to pick? Who do I think Rick Spielman's going to have the cojones to select right now?
1: (laughs) Seriously, I think we're thinking the same thing. Brian So, I see Kellen. I see Kellen
0: Mund there. No, well, I'm not thinking Mund. No Mund? Okay. Well, he's there. He's right there. Texas A&M. But I'm betting he goes there. Hmm. I saw someone, I think
1: I think that was Davis Miller. They said was a lot like Kirk Cousins.
0: I've seen his draft stocks going up. Uh regards average out of the deal, but he does have subtle movement in the pocket unlike her cousins um, <laughs> and he's not as good as Rpos. He's a, he's a pocket passer competitive rallies he's a good leader. That's one of the reasons I like him. Um, or you can go mund who throws the ball to the right spot most of the time to <laughs> this um says I mean Mills. you're going
1: with a developmental quarterback so you never really know what you're going to get so I think you just take whatever guy you like I think Kellen Munn offers a little bit more athletic upside and that arm strength dude has a rocket he can throw the ball so I would lean Munn Mund. just because we, we haven't had that athleticism with Kirk Cousins in a couple years. And adding that in just kind of gives you a new element to the offense rather than going with somebody who is, is kind of like the copy. Kirk clones. Yeah. Crappy, right. But, I mean, hey, if he's an accurate passer, that's, that's more important than having the athleticism is can you get the ball into tight spaces and can you get the ball where it needs to go. So I've seen Kellen not do that sometimes. <laughs> So, but I mean, then again, they are, they're developmental guys. They're not going to be great right
0: away. So it's like, it's up no, to the coaches the, to see if they can the change that. The whole around. idea is they'll probably be the backup and learn and redshirt for a year. So, right. But I think Spielman has the gumption enough to take a quarterback here. Question is Munder Mills. Ryan, has you got your mic working yet? Nope. And it looks like Ryan's microphone has died. Um, Tanishka agrees with you, Deshaun, so let's go with Mond.
1: I feel like we just drafted the next Dak Prescott.
0: We may have. (laughs) All right, Kansas City's offering. Their third at 94 for two of our fourths. Their third and a fifth.
1: So thinking at this spot, usually at this spot is where you start to look wide receiver because this is where the depth in the draft goes from being more talent-based to more athleticism-based. Right. right. So if we want to move up, we can probably get one of the more athletic guys. Um, I mean, even if we do stay, there are there are still some guys. Um, Josh, I can't pronounce his last name. It's like Armada guy be, baby baby he's, <laughs> yes. he'll be there at the, at the at the forefront picks that is ultra athletic there is semi he'll be there too so I mean, you don't really have to move up
2: yeah i like staying where we're at if you guys can hear me now
0: yes all right perfect
2: yeah. sorry and uh, honestly uh with the kellen mind davis mills just to throw my two cents in i know we already made the pick um davis mills is probably a little bit more pro ready today um and i think he's going to be more of the safer pick in terms of he's got at least at minimum, a career backup, um, you know, um, career path for him. And he has the upside, I think, to uh, make it as a starter, maybe probably a low end, low end to mid starter. Um, He's got more athleticism, I think, than Kirk does. And he's got a similar, uh, you know, short and intermediate passing ability. His -hmm. deep ball needs some work and he doesn't, but his, you know, his arm's pretty good where Kellen Mond is going to be bigger boomer bust. He's um, we have a lot of tape on him. So he has shown the inconsistency that you don't want to see out of a quarterback. However, he does have, that rocket arm he can he's very mobile um and so if you can just kind of hone in in between the ears and get him to make some smart decisions he's going to be the better quarterback long term in my opinion i know me and uh, tyler have debated this in the past uh, both on twitter and on this show and he would take mills i'm a mon guy i like the athletic upside um and see what you, you can develop but um yeah so sitting here uh i know you guys are talking wide receiver um you know there, there's some interesting options here there's a couple of good safeties again i don't know how important it is to get a really good safety right now uh given that we have xavier woods uh but you know there's some good developmental guys in uh Ardarius ardarius washington's going to be like that small bob sanders type in and andre Cisco, who's going to be Uh, you know more of a center fielder uh, Mm -hmm. which is I think what we want out of that second safety position next to Harrison Smith Um, I also like uh, Trill Williams cornerback out of Syracuse I've just been a big fan of what I've seen on him when I was watching uh, Cisco tape uh, he actually popped out is just like consistent corner. He's got the length. He can do a little bit of everything, probably going to be an outside guy in the NFL, but um, I think he's got the athleticism to even kick inside if needed. But, you know, we need bigger corners on the outside right now with, um, you know, really the lack of depth behind our two starters. So I like Trill Williams um, as a potential
0: here as well. And he's that perfect six foot two that Zimmer likes. And here it says he's played outside, slot and safety so they'd love that the versatility Um,
1: there's actually some safeties that I like later in the fourth round I mean I'm a big fan of Cisco I like the center fielder thing but I think there's a couple more safeties left in this fourth round as to where the corner depth drops off a bit here so I I would take Williams too okay done I'm a big fan
2: of Caden Stearns later if he's available. Um, you know, I think I think he's got a lot of upside. And um, I, I just feel like those Texas athletes, they are maybe misused down in the Longhorns program. So I feel like they don't get their love. But they they have a lot of really good talented athletes that just don't show up on, on tape because I, I don't know if it was coaching or whatnot. They have Sarkeesian coming in now that hopefully will um, – well, hopefully not help them too much because, again, I'm an Oklahoma guy, but um, that, that will help, help you know, those athletes out. So.
0: Um, i want to say no to this trade. Yeah. Duh. I trust or, you, uh, It not move the did want too much <laughs> in the later rounds, which is a crapshoot anyways. But. All right, we're on the board.
2: You know, one position we haven't addressed yeah, is right. interior offensive line. Right.
0: Um
2: Kendra Green's here I I think Kendra Green is somebody that's um, very attractive to a team like us that's going to be more of that zone uh, outside zone scheme he's very athletic I think he played center for Illinois Um, I think he has the ability to switch over to guard as well and again going back to my Humphrey comment he could then be the successor if needed uh, long term or even if Bradbury gets hurt we'd have a competent center to you know hopefully come in and plug and play he's nasty on film I don't know if you watch him Deshaun but he he's got some uh grit to him that I really enjoy um and again uh, athletically he fits the scheme that we're looking at and you know this is that sweet spot for Rick to take you know these um even though we haven't been very successful at it with like Samia and um Beavers but you know this is a kind of sweet spot for Rick to take you know uh, offense alignment
1: here so yeah, Kendra Green actually reminds me a little bit of Bradbury. Just with that mean streak that Ryan was talking about. He's got that great run blocker, not super great in pass blocking, but I think the Vikings would really like him. They're, you know, a run first team still, and he comes in, he does exactly what it is that they want to do. And I think in the fourth round that's nice to find.
0: Done. And we're on the clock again. Right. So, right. so I,
1: I like who I like who here.
2: Funga safety out of USC. Yeah, uh, loaded loaded upside there. I think he had he battled some injuries I think in college and uh, that's kind of you know hurt his stock a little bit. But when he's on the field and he's playing, um, he stands out on that defense. So. Um, definitely somebody that I've always, I kept my eye on uh, throughout most of my mock drafts that I do. Um, and he is frequently visit, visits our team on, on my you know, mocks because I think he has the ability to kind of play in a two split zone uh, safety look, which who knows, I think we might even play that a little bit more now with, some of the run stuffing support that we got mm-hmm. at, at the D tackle position. I think we'll, we might see a couple or a little bit more of that two eye safety look. Um, and so he can play that. He can also play center fielder if needed. Um, I, I know that he, he had a quite a few reps in the slot and uh, against tight ends. Um, so, you know, he's got the size. So I, I really like him as a prospect here. Um, you know, Ali McNeil, he's another guy that I'm a big fan of. He's a, a, a D tackle, probably going to be a, one tech so I don't know if he he's going to kind of morph fit that mold of a Dalton Donaldson where he can get some generate some push and some um you know up the pocket but he's not going to be that you know quick shifty three tech that we likely need um so I, I think he'll probably be off our boards I assume in this situation uh Twyman I know Deshaun you're a big fan of his um, or at least you were before that athletic testing came out. so uh, what, so that's the concern there is we didn't see him play this year. He, his athletic testing came in very poor, but when you watch him on tape, he's electrifying, he's you know he he you know penetrates the pocket, um he's quick, he's decisive, and he gets to the quarterback I and mean, he's got a ton of uh, ton of sacks in his college career. so um, I don't know why the athletic testing came back so poor, but I always try to urge people, don't just go off of the athletic testing because there's a lot of quality players that test poorly, but they're still good athletes or they still do well in the NFL. Orlando Brown, he's a guy that's been linked to us to trade for, had probably the worst testing of any player in, in Combine history, and he it forced him to slip down to the third round. And he is a high-quality – I mean, he was a starting right tackle from day one and, you know, shipped over to the left side last year. So I think that testing – you know, trust tape before testing, and that tape for Twyman is really um, exciting. So,
1: Yeah, I think Twyman put on – he put on a lot of weight. I think he, like, put on, like, 25 pounds of muscle or whatever because from his tape into this pro day, he looks, like, a lot bigger. And I think that might be why he slowed down a little bit. But when looking at the defense and looking how it's being rebuilt and kind of becoming similar to that 2017 defense Mm -hmm. almost, or maybe that 2019 defense, I think the one piece that we're missing is the guy that can do a little bit of everything, kind of like that J. Ron Curse role. Right. So I think you can take Lufanga and put him in that role from day one and just do a little bit of everything. And if anything, he's Maybe not always – also, yeah, special teams. So. And I like here what they I said. Him He's a here.
0: violent tackler, and I love guys that are violent tacklers, just as long as they don't go, you know, take out their teammate on blue-on-blue. I on blue. it is.
2: Yeah, Dan, I, I advocated for Creed Humphrey, man. Uh, obviously, you know I'm going to advocate for him every time. We did trade back into 25 if you weren't here at the beginning of the show, uh, but we decided to go with quitty
0: pay. They went for it. Nope, <clears throat> not for this draft. Because we're mocking. All right, here we go.
1: All right, let me take a look at the wide receiver list and see who's still there. So right away, Anthony Schwartz pops off the off the page with that forty time. I think he ran like a four two six. Damn. Or something like that, and then you have Josh who had a forty-six inch vertical. So, and then you also have Fie, Fiyoko, who I think ran like a four-three something too. So now we have three ultra athletes sitting right here. This is take whoever you prefer, and also we got to remember now that we have uh, Mikardo, We have really great wide receiver coaching now, so I think focusing more on who's the athlete and who's going to. Take that teaching and put it to best use is what we should focus on. I don't think all these guys would do well, really. I don't think you can go wrong with either of them. I think Schwartz might complement Jefferson and Thielen a little better just because his speed forces you to account for him. So if Josh or Fejoko don't produce right away— right. Then sometimes you can like plan for them, but with short straight speed, you always have to plan for. It. Yeah, so you've got to have at least one on defender on him
0: at all times,
1: right? And maybe even two because so doubling Jefferson, doubling Thielen won't really be a thing anymore because now you have to have that safety over top because he's going to take the top off your defense.
0: Ryan,
2: yeah, I'm a big fan of his speed. Um, you know. I think in college, he he was more primarily featured in the slot. Um, Again, Don't let that be the judge of who a player is. Justin Jefferson's a very good example of that. And having players that can, you know, flex in and out of that spot is very uh, lucrative here. Another guy that doesn't get a lot of love, and again, he's a little bit lower on this uh, list, is Amir um, Smith, and I forgot how to say his last name, but from Iowa, he's going to be another guy that I think is going to be, he's tested a little more athletically than people had thought. And he's going to be just like a good overall athlete there's just so much depth here. I know we have a pick a little bit later here in about 10 spots or so. Um, You know, I wouldn't even mind skipping a receiver for this pick just because I think there's still some really good talent and it's still addressing that, you know, in 10 picks where we'll have a pick of the litter still, I assume, because there are some, again, guys here. um, I think, one of the uh, things that we uh, were missing here is a linebacker and we don't have, there isn't a ton of depth left in the linebacker uh, room here in, in the draft. And Dylan Moses once thought of as a first rounder from Alabama. Um, he fits, he tested athletically as well, which is a good, he's a former five-star athlete. I know Rick loves those kind of guys and um, you know, he could, you know, be picked with the intention of potentially taking over for bar uh, once we don't have him under contract next year. He's not the same skill set as bar. I think he's going to be probably a little closer to more of a, yeah. Or like, yeah, like a traditional linebacker, uh, right. When you think of a linebacker is kind of more of like that standard uh, thumper, uh, but he's got some athletic upside that can, you know, pass protect and stuff as well, or um, get, get in pass protection there. But um yeah, so I, I I like that as an option here just because the depth behind that is uh is pretty poor. And again, I, just trying yeah, to think like through that the lens too, of Rick. Rick loves linebackers yeah. <laughs> in this in Especially this Especially
1: in the yeah, fourth man. round. Getting that yeah. thumper. Yeah. Getting that thumper is that's important. After we saw what happened last season, getting those linebackers that can run defend. That's
0: super important. Done. Then here we go again fourth and a fifth for a fourth and a fifth moving
2: up five spots and moving back 12 or you know 17 something like that um I don't know I mean I guess I, I'm okay just riding the rest of this out because we're not picking yeah. in the fifth anyway and
0: right um, yeah and we'll probably have our wide receiver here anyways yeah. So
2: one wide receiver goes off, or I guess two went off. Neither one of them are ones that we were really looking at. I do like Daz Newsom, though. I think again, he's another guy that tested yeah. not as impressively as he, you know, some had thought. But again, game tape doesn't lie and he's explosive in the game tape. So um, so I, I like your idea here, Deshaun, of getting that burner that can Sports. take the roof off the, the defense and um, force a single high or force safety help. Uh, anytime he's on the field, which should open up the middle for our two guys who can uh, catch and run. So,
0: And our tight end running across, scraping across the middle as well. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Reminds me a lot of when we had um, – what was his name? Aldrick Robertson.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. Let's get our picks. All right. Let me blow this up. So, and why all the – Ads this time,
2: <laughs> they got to make their money, Dave. I know. We got to help money. feed Jr.'s kids. Um, <laughs> all right, so so we we took, the, uh, <laughs> we took the we took the fourteenth pick, turned that into a twenty four, and um, I think it was 53, a, 54, yeah. or something like that. Um, took quitty pay, then decided to move back up um, to, uh, early first or a second round pick to go grab, like Deshaun said, go grab our guy, our offensive tackle that we wanted versus, you know, having to see what was left in Dylan Radens. Um, again, I, I, advocated for, uh, Dan, I advocated for Creed Humphrey. I know you're a big fan of his, Um, but I think Radens gives us that versatility at, uh, the tackle and guard positions, which, um, which is probably a little bit more important today than it is in, for the guard and center position. So, um, yeah, what are your think, uh, thoughts on our first two picks this Uh,
1: I think, I mean, to trade back and then to still be able to make another top 100 pick after trading back up, I think that's like best case scenario. You get two immediate impact players, no matter if they're playing inside or outside, and that's really all you you can ask for out of your first two picks.
0: Mm-hmm. And Fantastic. we got a possible quarterback of the future once somebody's contract is up and we let him walk because he wants some exorbitant amount of money.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. A toolsy prospect that, uh, again, uh, it's, has shown in, in his college career to have some amazing flashes where he looks like he'd be a surefire first-round pick, and some absolute duds that make you think, oh, "Gosh, can he really process the game at a high level?" Uh, but I think with the tools and skill set, and sitting in that QB room with Kirk, who um, actually is pretty darn good between the years uh, and, and from the mental aspect of the game, um, hopefully he can learn a thing or two and, and be able to watch tape with him and learn from Kirk um, and, and, and develop. So.
0: Mm-hmm. And Then we got us a, a, a decent corner that's versatile at all the spots in the defensive backfield. Followed by, yep, absolutely, and yeah, and Trill Williams.
2: Uh, I mean, you got to love his name too, Trill Williams. I mean, I, I still love that <laughs> name, but yeah, you know, out of Syracuse, great player, good length, uh, you know, good size, good speed. Um, hopefully, again, more of a toolsy prospect that I think. Zim can get his hands on and really develop into a, hopefully a high caliber player um, that maybe would be ready to take over um, as, as uh, you know CB two uh, Peterson decides to lock next year. Uh, Kendrick Green, yeah, I think uh, he, center
1: Garb. Oh, good. No, I think he like might even get time this season with how I mean our room got extremely thin after after the Gladney incident and then i mean you can't really count my cues cuz of the injury history so we're really just looking at a room that has boyd peterson and Dantzler. and then we have um uh we have another guy kimmer hand we have hand too but i think i mean being that bigger guy i think gives him an opportunity to play pretty early
2: yeah, absolutely. I, I, and I agree. And, you know, we like to rotate our corners as well. And again, mm-hmm. even Dancer hasn't proven to be the healthiest guy in the in the room either. Like he had a couple mm-hmm. he missed a couple of games last year due to injury. So I think it's good to spend, you know, one of our top, you know, day two type picks on a corner, whether it's Trill Williams, that um, Mazzucca, uh, I forget his name, but the. the uh uh, South Carolina cornerback that played opposite of JC Horn, uh, Mucamera, something like that. Um, and, uh, you know, Trey Brown even, uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of good corner St. Juice uh, that should get our Gopher fans excited. There's a lot of good corner prospects in that, um, you know, third, even early fourth round that, that, you know, could be interesting. So, um, yeah. So, and then we went Kendrick Green, uh, center guard prospect at, uh, uh Illinois, again, another, uh, you know, athletic individual gonna, you know, like Deshaun had mentioned, uh, be, be a guy like Bradbury, who's a really good run defender. Again, wh- it, it's tough because of the, the the style of play we do. Uh, we're looking for these athletic guys. So they're going to tend to be a little bit lighter. Um, and then they're going to, so they can get to their spot in the run uh, game, but in the pass defense or you know pass blocking, they typically tend to struggle because of power, right? Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see if he can be an improvement upon Samia and, and Dozier. It shouldn't take much, um, so hopefully he can do that <laughs> for us.
0: We'll see, but it it fills it fills a spot, and I think he can. Now, one of the picks I like for depth is your safety selection from USC. And then we get. Paid. Yeah, I
1: think. The, yeah, having those two guys is just. We saw, man, the death got tested last season, and that's just not something you want to have happen again. So, Hufenga, I think, plays right away. He might start off a little sparingly, but just having that tackle is just. It, we took curse, and he just did things that we needed him to do. wasn't always on the field. Graded fantastically when he was on the field. So I think we can do that exact same thing with him. And it just, it's going to create turnovers. It's going to create the and outs. And it's just a nice thing to have for, you know, a defensive minded coach. And then also having that thumper as like your third or fourth linebacker, especially if um, our linebacker that we drafted last season, doesn't really come along. Like we want him to having that extra guy would also help out a lot.
0: I agree. And then we got lastly, the burner at wide receiver, who runs a 4-2 what?
1: 4-2-6. I am excited for Kirk Cousins' deep balls to Schwartz. I mean, Alan, I mean, Alder Robinson had, like, seven touchdowns with us, just running past people. Mm-hmm. So now – and that was with Diggs and Thielen. So now, I mean, you have a similar combo in Thielen. And Thielen's still playing at a high level, and you have Justin who burst onto the scene, so – Schwartz is going to see a lot of single coverage. He's on those crossing routes. He's going to kill people on those crossing routes. So I think that's – I actually think, like, I think we talk a lot about offensive regression and making sure that we we continue to add to the offense to make sure that we can still play at a high level like we did last season. I think Anthony Schwartz stops any kind of regression. Just having that guy – and then we forget that Irv Smith is now coming into his own being the starter – And we have we have so many options on offense and we and still gotta remember that Dalvin Cook is number one. Mm -hmm. So I think he just gives us a plethora of weapons and hopefully Kirk Cousins can hit hit everybody.
0: Overall, what do you think, Ryan? You happy? I mean, a hell of a lot better than last week, Uh,
2: but yeah, I mean, honestly, like I'm not the biggest fan of taking an edge in the first, but given where we traded back to and, uh, the value that we got back in that trade back, um, I think was worthwhile for us to go ahead and take pay. I think he was, um, Again, one of the better prospects available on the board. Um, you know, Again, you don't want to reach. And again, th- this is all based on TDN's rankings, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, these big boards for the NFL teams might have Raidens as a mid-first-round pick. I mean, you see all these guys like Damon Arnett last year, um, thought of as like a second, third-round pick, got picked like 18th overall, right? You never know who's going to shoot up the board. So I think Pay though, is – you know, a consistent guy that, you know, showed its ex- power explosion um, that we desperately need off the edge. And I think we're going to be looking edge uh, relatively early. I, I, you know, people say we haven't taken an edge in the first round since Erasmus James, which is very true. We've also had quality players at the edge position um, throughout since Erasmus James has gotten drafted. I mean, we had um, you know, we had, uh, Brian Robison and Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter and Jared Allen and, um, Ray Edwards. I mean, we had a uh, quality people in that position for a long time. So the fact that we don't really, I mean, you know, Weatherly has shown, you know, to be quality and in, in, as a backup, but, um. In the full-time gig, he kind of flopped last year in Carolina. So uh, I think that we're just hedging our bet here and giving ourselves as many resources as possible um, and then still going up and getting that tackle guard in Raidens. I think we really uh, did a good job here.
0: I did too. With that, I want to thank everybody that watched. And here we got Mateo joining us. Um I want to thank everybody that watched tonight. I think we had a very good result. And uh, too bad Tyler couldn't join us. But I think we did better. And we know we did better than last week. With that, we've got one more Mock Draft Monday before the real thing. And until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and Skull Vikings! watching or listening as always if you like subscribe and ring the bell for notifications if you're listening to the podcast please rate us on your favorite aggregate scroll everybody